Hello and welcome back to my fanfic readings. It's a fun time today because it is Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there. Whether or not you're single, it doesn't matter. All that matters is that you enjoy the love that you have in your life. So, whether that be anything, so it doesn't really matter. So, I decided that to celebrate it, I thought I would do uh, a new one that I'm currently working on. Um, one is a little too horny, so I'm going to just work on this one, which is just finished. It is a Lord Chishomaru X Reader uh, fanfic. Uh, well, only three parts, so I think it should be very manageable. So, for now, fill out. Relax, sit back, and enjoy. Okay. Shishomaru's Cursed Oron by the Hooligan P, available on AO3, Chapter 1. The Wind Remembers. You adjust your green scarf around your neck, the cold bit of wind slamming against your face, tears descending down your eyes. Your face stung as the feeling of tiny needles trying to find their way inside of your skin feels irritating beyond belief. Oi, Jose, look over there. A merchant yelled with a friend who stood beside him. The smell of beer clung to them. Surely they didn't feel the cold, probably just emboldened by alcohol that clearly numbed their senses. Bro, what are you doing, man? Don't you know who she is? A man who wore a tattered hanton with patched with different fabrics screamed as he rushed towards the merchant. I, she's a pretty woman if I've ever seen one, the merchant said confidently and made your head shake with a bit of disapproval. The nerve of that man, clearly he's not around here or he would know better than that. Everyone here knows who I am. I am the personal Oron of the great dog demon, Lord Shishomaru. She's a dog demon's whore, the tattered man said loud enough for people to turn their heads to stare. Does anyone have any delicacy anymore? But I'm not going to let this shame me. I know my place. But I'm glad to say that I've never actually met the great demon lord in the flesh. Or should I say Lord Shishomaru? Oh, that poor girl. The merchant's voice was laced with pity. I think what hurts the most, it's not the anger, it's not the exclusion, it's the feeling that others pity me. That I'm unfortunate or less than. My mother was known for being very beautiful. Beautiful enough to catch the eye of a wonderful artisan who was a calligrapher of a well-known, well family. And they say that love is blind. My loving father took my mother to bed, but the family would not let them marry. My father was supposed to elope, but unfortunately, it came to be that he became too ill and passed days before I was born. My mother was desperate and hurt, and luckily we had grandma and grandfather. They loved us so much, but they did not have much money, especially not to spare. Father's family would not accept me, and so we gained nothing. Our poor mother worked as a geisha, an entertainer so beautiful that men would come from all over Japan to see her dance and hear her poetry. 
She said that that's where she met Lord Shishimaru, how he was a lover of the spoken word, and danced, how he requested her to be an entertainer, but she would not leave me behind. Your feet tapped against the graveled road. From praying eyes, it turned to stare out of curiosity. In itself is not evil, but sometimes it's a catalyst to mistreatment. Finding your way outside the market center, where people were now avoiding your eyes and stepping out of your way, fear of the curse, fear of the other looming presence of the dark demon lord, enough to strike fear into their hearts, enough to mark you as different. Gently sweeping away your hair that flooded your face, the long, soft, woven sleeves of your green katoromo softened by the blow of the wind. You felt safe knowing that no one would bother you here. You were the cursed one, and no one wanted to be cursed. You let your mind wander to the stories of the past, a time before you had memories. When the great dog, Demon Lord, would not take her no for an answer, my mother had pleaded. She could not be separated from me. I didn't, I don't think that what he meant was to be cruel. But unfortunately, one cannot see into the future. My mother promised my hand, and when I was older, but he insisted that he that I become one of his concubines, and that one day he would come for me. I did not blame her. I know it was a difficult choice, but he promised to provide, and sure enough, the agreements was made. After his departure, money would come to the house every month without fail. More than enough for mother to stop working and be able to spend all her time with me. Enough so that the harsh winter came, we still had lots to eat. But that money also separated me from my peers in the way that it marked me. It made me known as sold, taken, and cursed. There was no love for me. There were barely any friends. Once or twice I had a lover. A brave boy willing to risk the curse, but fled right after. Now I'm in my thirties, while my peers have families, affairs, and jobs. I am left. Yes, I have my jewels and my beautiful silk clothes, my talents of bookbinding, but I find myself forced to be content in the cold, lonely nights. Unlocking your screen door, gently pushing it open, the smell of chamomile whispered in the air. A chill still in your bones. The sound of charms outside your doors are loud and rhythmical. Rushing to the cabinets, you place your groceries away. Your body trembles as you place, as you rush down to the Erori, grabbing a handful of kindling and throwing it to the sunken hearth. Making quick work of lighting the Inori, its warmth of its fire spreading quickly throughout the home. Rubbing your hands together, waiting for the feeling of cold numbness to subside. Then removing Kantorimo, the green silk falling from your shoulders revealing a blue ikomori. Briskly, walking to your room, you open your tenatsu, placing your robe in the drawers. What else do I do? You question yourself. Yes, it had become quite the habit, one there was no one left to generally speak to. Perhaps I'll just clean and tire myself out. Getting out your apron and pressing its warm threads against your soft blue silk. Using the broom, you began to sweep. You worked methodically, moving every piece of furniture as you progressed. 
Then a small mixture of soap and water began to polish the floor back and forth over the wood until it shines. Sweatshirt from your forehead and the bath was in order. But the fear of the merciless winds and the lack of sunlight made you hesitant. With a deep breath and a fast sprint, you fill the bucket with running water that run throughout the backside of your property. Pouring the bucket into your sinafru, the small tub that has brought you so much pleasure, it removed the need for the public bathhouse, which has exposed you to hateful eyes. And after a few more runs, the pub had been filled. But you were better than that. And pouring salt, lavender, rose oil, and using a sparing iron, you let the bath warm. This delicious, luxurious smell in every way, mixing with its water, its contents seeping into the canopy of smells. Oh, the paper! You ran across the house, opening the door to your small little workroom, where the mulberry paper dried between slabs of wood. Opening the wood to check the paper had fully dried through, pressing your hands against the dry paper, you test for any lumps or imperfections. Feeling none, you remove the paper and gently placing it down into the corner, repeating the process until you had a sack around 20. Reusing the slabs of wood, you place them on top of the paper, allowing them to fly in. After nice little bath, they should be ready to bind, and so you made your way back into the bathing room. You began to remove your robes. One by one, they fell onto the polished floor, the steam of the tub luring you into its relaxing grasp. Your socks off and your hair down, your lotus pin resting safely upon your bodice when a strange noise makes you pause. You put on a singular robe to cover your fendoshi as you inspect what the sound was. Slowly you make your way along the wooden floor, your feet stepping softly as to not make a sound. You swept your hair out of your face and placed your pin back into your signature pen. The shape of a person appeared on the door. Their hands softly tapping on the wood. It must be some kids paying a prank again. Do they ever cease their infernal nonsense? It is much too late to play these games. You rolled your eyes inside. This is the house of the cursed Shishomaru's whore. If you don't cease your foolishness at once, the great Lord Shishomaru will spite you where you stand. You waited for them to scatter away. Your foot impatiently tapping on the ground. Is that so? Then I guess I'm exactly where I need to be. The voice sound is strange, deep with darkness that chilled you to your bone in more ways than any winter wind could. <laughs> but it couldn't be. After all this time. But what if it was? I owe him everything. I'm his. Your feet moves towards the door. Maybe we should just turn back. Should I have gotten dressed? But if he wants me right here right now, I, I can't deny him. Your breath felt labored as you see him through the screen door. The only thing that separated you from your promised future. Softly you opened it, just a slither, letting your eyes peek into the danger. The purple markings of his face, the golden eyes that steal the truth. You slid the door open, falling onto your hands and knees, your head touching the floor by his boots. Oh my lord, wonderful lord, I thank you for visiting my humble home. Everything I have is yours, as I am yours as well. 
You held back some tears, some of fear, the fear of the myth that was a demon, the fear of ownership, but some of delight, the curiosity that had been plaguing your mind, the looming threat now visible, given corporeal form. He did not speak, and you dared not to look into his eyes without his permission. The wind howled, moving the wind chimes erratically. It thud sounded by your right ear, but you could not move. The pads of your fingers pressed down against the cold entrance. Something cold pressed its head against your skull. It spread, moving the lotus hairpin that keeps your bun in place. It bounced, leading to your hair spilling down your neck onto the floor. You are as beautiful as I thought you would be. His deep monotone voice echoed through your ear. Say something. I have to say something. My lord, my beauty is to please you, my lord. Although time does take its toll, fruit from the vine may ripen, but will always wilt. Wait, that was too sad. Why did I say that? I could have expressed gratitude. I sound like a bitter old hag. True. Time waits for no man. Let me inspect your face so that I may judge on my own. Sharp clawed hands grab hold of your chin and press your face upwards to stare down at you. Elegance and danger, strength and never-ending beauty, seasoned with contradictions that made far beyond your time. Just as I thought, beautiful and practically undressed. Do you wait every night for me, undressed like this? You fidget with your hands, unsure of how to answer. Well, truly no. I was getting ready for a bath. He smirks, and you were unsure if the goosebumps on your arm were from him or the open door. Rejecting his hands from your face, he arose to his full height, making his way around you, his boots hitting the floor besides you. As he makes his way inside your home, you take a moment and then slide the door shut behind you. Chapter 2 Hear My Whisper your breath came out in white clouds as your mind wandered on what would be the next steps. You would still remember the dances and poems your mother had taught you, but it had been a very long time since you had practiced. But you did remember all the stories you ever read or managed to write down. And that at least gave you something to rely on, and swiftly you picked up your lotus pin. Gracefully you turned to bow, using the chance to see him through your lashes. He stood next to the hearth. Lord Sushamaru, would you care for... The bath. He cuts you off. Yes, my lord. I will be joining you in it. Of course, my lord. Your back straightens. Of, of course, of course he would want to. Why, why didn't I think of that? God, I'm so freaking dense. Even at my advanced age, my grandmother and mother would laugh at my foolishness. Be sexy. I owe him that, at least. You walked closer to him, placing your hands on his back of his obi, his silver hair falling along your back of your hand. How beautiful it was. The smell of earth and flowers. On your toes, you pressed your chin to his shoulder, careful to avoid his sparked armor plate. Your salt and pepper hair on this pink flower casode. Would you like for me to undress you, my lord? 
Your face became hot saying those words, but it couldn't be from fever. Your legs rubbed together, anticipating something you shouldn't crave, but you did, just like the horror people expected you to be. Was this a part of the curse? He was so handsome, his sharp nose pointed upwards, golden eyes unbothered by your attempts at seduction. Your hand felt the soft fabric of his monomoke, and for a second he glanced out on you. That is unnecessary. Wait for me there and I will join you. Of course, my lord. Slowly making your way to the bathing room, your heart beat in your ears excitement and desire, fear and shame all mixed. But those feelings couldn't stop the pulse between your legs. Should I wait undressed? Would you like that? He seemed to be excited when I opened the door. Half naked. Oh god, I can't believe I did that. You removed a rope, untying your undergarments, letting the fall off your body. Your breasts are feeling full, nipples hardened. Your breath labored. You didn't notice him walking into the room until the steam had begun to leave. Oh, you say, attempting to cover your breast. His armor dropped to the ground and you realize you were watching him undress. Do you not wish to be with me? You couldn't tell if he was curious. You wish you could catch a hint of emotion, but he didn't allow such luxuries. His face was stone cold, even as he removed his yellow embroidered slash. You grabbed it before it could touch the floor, hold, folding it carefully. I would love to, you say, giving him a charming smile. How many people did he have like me? I had heard of concubine in Hokkaido. A beautiful woman and a poet too. I only write stories and make books. How could I compare of a woman of dreams? One of which men travel far and wide to marry. No, no, he's here. I had gotten him, I had waited for years. I, if he had gotten here earlier, I could have been his dream. He didn't say anything but proceeded to remove the layers, and you dare not to stare, and proceed to fold all of his clothing, taking them to the bench. You grab the herbal soap and the wash rag as he enters the tub, the water falling onto the floor. When your heart almost drops, he was beautiful surrounded by the water, his hair falling onto the floor, his muscular arms resting upon the roof of the tub. Your body ached to join him, to press your own body against him. Was it the lust? Was it curse? Or was it the wants of a lonely woman? You grab onto your lotus hairpin, clutching it in your fist as you wake your way towards him. Kneeling on the floor by his side, your breast pressed against his bicep. Carefully, you place a wash rug onto your lap as you reach your hand towards his head. His sharp eyes are closed, his version of relaxing letting long lashes create shadows underneath his eyes to be a beauty beyond eternity. He grabs your wrist, opening your hand. You wanted to demonstrate the lotus pin. I, I just wanted to place this in your hair, M my lord. He let go, never opening his eyes, and you take the moment to run your fingers through his long hair and tie it into a ponytail and using the pin to settle it into place. Your hands trembled, but you picked up the wash rag, trying to remain as graceful as possible. 
Wrathfully lathering the herbal soaps, he proceeded to use the rash rag and gently slowly his arms, running in long, singular strokes from his wrist to his shoulders. His chest rises and falls slowly, as if the act alone took away the stress of many years. Continuing with his back, rubbing in circles as he assisted by shifting his back and moving his head. Pressing your lips together so you wouldn't laugh, you sit a little longer than you had to just enjoy the moment. But at last, you found yourself on his right side repeating the process. His torso lowered and still covered in the water, nerves erect your belly as you ran to his feet, advancing to wash and massage them and watch him sink further into the water. But once that was done, you found yourself without any options. Nervously, you approached his chest when his hands grabbed you and pulled you in. You gave a little yelp as you found yourself completely soaked and his head, your head on his neck, your legs between his, but you dare not put away. Shh. Why should you? Why would you? No. Not in his heated, clean body, soft in your tea bath, smelling amazing. Your body was asking for more, but you knew that was dangerous. So dangerous that it made your body light into fire, your breast aching and your lips pouted, wanting something, anything. My lord, you breathe. His amber eyes opened to look at you, sharp as always, predatory as they should be because he was a demon. But who were you if not cursed? Those words confused you as you tried to wrap your brain around their meaning. Um, yes, uh, that's why I have quite the collection. In fact, I make books. It's one of my favorite. You pause, noticing that you're rumbling. Things to do. said it so affectionately you almost didn't catch the subtle toying you smile lathering the rag again as you thought of a story one that he might not have come across and suddenly on one from distant lands you began to press along his collarbone have you ever heard of the monster from the islands far to the west called Lassiguapas he raised an eyebrow and shook his head and he smiled as you washed behind his ears Long time ago, on an island, there lived a young couple who moved from the city to live high in the mountains to take care of their grandmother. You used your hands to lather more soap as he began to wash his face. One night, as the husband climbed down from the mountains to the untouched earth to grab some fruits and some wood, he saw a beautiful young lady with hair so thick and so long it touched the floor. Her body was perfect, unscarred and naked. She smiled at him with the most beautiful orange eyes and she said unto him, Come, my love. 
clenching a handful of water and slowly dripping it from his face, making sure no suds were left behind. You continued to make your way down, no longer finding a use for the wash rags and letting your hands roam freely, feeling the softness of his little rounded pecs and erect nipples. But he was a good man, and he did not let himself fall into temptation. He returned home that night, and though he lived with his wife, his dreams were full of the beautiful woman. Your hands found themselves trailing lower to his abs, feeling the ripples of his muscles. Once again, he traveled down the mountain, and there she was. That night, she sat further in, and he could not help himself as he walked deeper into the jungles. He sat beside her, and she handed him fruits, and he ate and drank with her, but as the night became twilight, the memories of his mother and his wife lying asleep in their home made him want to turn to leave once more. But this time she asked, Won't you come home with me, my love? Now this temptation was high, but he fought with all his might and said unto the beautiful woman, I must go home to my wife. And it is so that with a heavy heart, he climbed up to the mountains to see his wife once more. Your hand felt something stiff hit your wrist, and for a moment you almost faltered, but you were not to be daunted. Slowly you tugged softly along his length, and that made his face contort into a rapturous smile. Pulling you by your arm, your body pressed against him, making the water shift and fall along the tub. His hand slid down your back, grabbing your thighs and pressing your pelvis against his erection. Your thighs are on his hips, and you wrap your arms around his shoulders. As he rests your head against his neck, the sweet smell of clean skin, the softness against your cheeks. He rested his hands upon your ass, spreading and kneading them as he rocked you up and down. Your throbbing slit simulated, your breast rubbing up and down. You wished that you can take him in and stop the torture, and your breathing became shallow as his tip rubbed down your clit. Continue your story. You bit your bottom lip, keeping yourself from moaning as your nails pressed onto his back. You swallowed hard, remembering to keep your words straight. He climbed on the mountain and laid by his wife, but he could not close his eyes without imagining the beautiful woman haunting his dreams. So he decided that the next night he would not go see her, but instead sleep once more with his wife. But the day went on and he found himself restless. Your moon accidentally breaks the story, but you pick up the pace. The man did not eat. He could not sleep and once nights came, he heard her voice carried by the wind. He could not help but to weep and desperately he climbed down the mountain, running to her. But she was not at the edge of the jungle. Her voice came in from much deeper, and so he followed it without the lights, just the sound of her voice carrying him to her. The shimmer novels at your neck, your lips tremble. Continue. He says, as if nothing was happening. But your body pulses, releasing its tension. Your nails press deep into his back, and as the moment washes over you, you try to keep your breathing even. The story was not yet done. But his hands began to roam along your back, almost as if trying to soothe you. You appreciated it as his hand kneaded into your back and spread, taking away the tension and leaving nothing but a puddle behind. 
He walked deep into the jungle where he heard her call to him and three other beautiful women also did the same. His curiosity peaked. Then he came upon their voices loud and clear as he walked towards the lake. The moon reflected on the water and there she waited along with three other women, all beautiful and all very similar. They called out to him, promising him that they would love him if he just stayed with them. And but he did, this time given to temptation, forgetting his wife and his home as he had fallen into lust. He promised to stay beside them and descended into the water. They surrounded him, giving affection, and when the night was high and the water glowed with the light, they dragged him beneath the water. He did not fight them, for as so blinded he was, he was never seen again. They say that he was not alone, and there were many men who fell into their trap. Some say they come from the seas and eat men they seduce. Some say they use them as slaves. When they become useless, they are eaten. But one thing is for sure, if you come across one, you should always return home. But how do you know it's them? Many ask. Look at their feet. Their feet are always backwards because they are meant to swim and to avoid anyone who may chase them. You let your voice settle. Perhaps it was not the most well-designed story, but the first one that came to mind. You hope he enjoyed it, but you fear to ask, your mind racing with another story. Right. Your head turns up immediately. I have never heard that story before. You beam with pride. I must say I enjoyed it, but now the question comes, how will you seduce me to stay tonight? Chapter 3. Tell No One The only way I know how, my lord. You separate yourself from him, immediately missing his touch, but good things were to come to those who wait, and you have waited for a long time. And what would that be? He asked, his eyes narrowed, seemingly entertained. Follow me and find out. You let out a small giggle of excitement and you run from the bathroom. Your body swift as the cool air dried your skin, leaving small puddles at your feet. Wait. You hear the sound of running water. You run to your room at the end of the house when soft taps running alongside the floor. You rush into the room where large hands push you down. You roll onto the floor, anticipating this you grab onto his shoulders, his body stopping you as you fell upon the futon. You dear. He yells, but you burst into laughter. <laughs> Tears falling from your eyes and merriment of youth returned. He couldn't finish his sentence as you wrap your arms around him tighter and then bite into his neck. You can feel the confusion on him the huff of the breath that came from his nose and the, his hands as they ripped into your bed. His pulse was fast beneath your savoring tongue, your nails digging into his back. You little minx, so you like to play? Yes, I do. I like to play with you. You whispered softly into his ear. 
said, seduce me not to run. He snarled. Yes, you said, seduce me. But this is the only way I know how. His teeth bit into your neck as he let out a small sigh that sounded more like pants of an angry wolf. His fingers tenderly made their way to your neck and he grabs a handful of your hair and pulls your head back, his teeth disconnecting from your neck and you moan in surprise. You're a fun little minx and for that I'll give you a reward. He rises still holding onto your hair as his hands positioned his cock into your face. You receive a full look at him. His white curls trail from his belly, but into his manhood, erect with light pink of his tip leaking. He stroked his cock, causing a large pool of precum to form at the tip of his cock. Here, Mix, open those prelims of yours. You smile. Itadakimasu. You open your mouth with a small ah. So will run the tip of his cock across your tongue, depositing a pool of precum. Its saltiness coats your tongue. You look out across the head of his cock and slowly begin to slide your mouth over his considerable size. A slight moan escapes Ushomaru's throat as you drew more of him in, your eyes closing with delight and an mmm of encouragement. On your knees and your hands massage the pearl of your pleasure, your fingers navigate through your folds as you feel it swell with need. Shoshomo will give a little thrust, hitting deeper and forcing you to breathe from your nose. He slides his head back and forth, making sloppy wet sounds come from the friction. To take back control, sucking on him, your lips around your teeth, so you would not mistakenly bite him. His lips parted, so deep breath leaving his body. Your fingers move faster as the nectar pulled beneath, a testament of your desire. Little Minx, you are quite the opponent. You nod as you extended your tongue past your lips, lapping at his balls. He sucked air between his teeth, his hands tightening at the pull of your hair, tears falling down your eyes. I must concede before I haven't enjoyed him properly. You, he pulls you softly and you take the cue to stand. Your hands fly up to his hair, holding onto you as he moves to lick your breast, suckling the hardened nipples and pulling out shivers. His fingers and tongues send electricity pulses between your legs, and his teeth tense, teases your sensitive buds. Heat melts you from his hands roaming all around you, kneading and touching. Your mind lost in sensation, you moan and cry, feeling pleasure like never before. My lord, your pussy pulsing, kneading. Ready yourself for me. You fall to your knees, turning your exposed and rounded globes of your ass. Your head on your pillow, using your hands to spread yourself open even more. Your dripping cunt open to his viewing pleasure. My lord, you beg, please. Humans always so eager. He lowers himself, pushing your legs further apart. Slowly he rubs himself between your folds, wetting his shaft. You wiggle and moan. He pushes his head further in, lifting your space. You expect him to push forward, 
to stop the fire in your belly. I want the whole thing, you say. I will never forgive you if you don't give me your all. He laughs, cock sliding deeper into you, and you try to push towards him, but his hands stop you. I remember you said you like to play. The words stung as they were turned on to you. Patience, Lawrence. He pulls your hands back to your sides. Holding on a little tighter, he rocks his hips slowly into you. Your tunnel fills, and you can almost cry from the gratitude as he filled you, moaning your nectar coated skies. Thank you, my lord, he moaned. Don't thank me yet, Minx. You still have much more to go. His cock thrust deeply into you, your breath caught in your lungs. Tears of pain and pleasure fell down your face, and you hold in a scream. He slaps your ass and you scream. Is it too much for you, little minx? Have I misjudged your prowess? Your body clenches around him. I just, I have never had something so big. Oh, little minx, you honor me with your words. And for that, I shall have mercy on your body. He moves at a slow and steady rhythm, each stroke feeling a little better than the one before. Your body is rocked with each movement like the unforgiving sea with no escape. Tears of pain become that of pleasure and slowly the moans become screams for more. So unrecognizable, so you bite your pillow, hoping that it would silence your screams of lust. His thrusts deepen in the surge of power behind them against your swollen pussy causing a burst of another orgasm, leaving you screaming for him over and over. Your mind reels, your vision blurring. His nails trail on your body, leaving long, red claw marks. But then he stiffens, his seed warming your belly, and you can feel your body overflowing. When he pulls out, his seed falls from between your legs, and to your delight, his tongue cleans you, but you can still feel more of him inside of you. And when he's done, he kisses upon your lips, the last of your actions mixing with his satisfied, happy brain. Your smile senses completely dull and he pulls away from you come it is my turn to wash you without a thought you were lifted from the bed and gently placed upon the tub where he added more wood to the hearth your body needing the tender care that comes from its medicated water he lathered up a soap with a new wash rag. Do you have any other stories? Lord Shishamaru asked. He left that night with the promise of his returns, and rumors have begun to circulate of the Lord making his way around. I await his return, as is the poet whom I had the honor to meet at a poetry competition where I had begun to sell my handcrafted books. Something inside of me knew it had to be her. She was graceful like a swan and as pretty as the moon. I was surprised that she had also learned of me. My heart had soared when she had called me beautiful. My son has got taken quite a liking to her as well and she's become a friend and a sister to me. I cannot wait to meet the seamstress that he has taken as a concubine, and for him to meet his son.
that was the end. I hope that you've enjoyed. I hope that you've had fun. I definitely had some fun reading this. So, a happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. May you enjoy the love that you have. Bye.